Welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Grace Penzel. And I'm Phoebe Richards. Welcome, welcome, stoners all. We're here smoking up. I have a bong loaded, ready to go. So do I, Stephanie. And Grace has her bong today, which is unusual. Oh my God, I got to s- stuff a bunch of butt in my bong real quick. <laughs> stuff away. Get that butt in the bong. Oh my God. I didn't. Well, while Grace stuffs her butt in the bong, <laughs> I have a really fun announcement that I'm excited about. Pray tell. Well, Stoner Movie Book Club is having a summer series. Ooh. <laughs> We're going to visit some stoner movie classics all through the summer. If you have been following along, we've been doing Stoner Movie Book Club since episode one or two, and we have decidedly been avoiding the oft-made most pretty much all stoner comedies that are all about men and kind of take up the entire genre. We've been seeking out female stoner comedies and even have moved along to just movies that are female fronted, often female directed with women smoking weed. Well, we've decided to throw all that out the window. Yeah, get it, <laughs> kick it out of there. Get rid of all the women for a while. We're going to get rid of the women for a while and we're gonna, I'm selling this. Well, I mean, more th- the thing is that we've scraped the bottom of the bear. Like, we cannot find any more women. I will say I have some fun ones coming up in the fall. So there are there are some fun women-led, perhaps, stoner comedies. We will see when we get there. But first, we got this summer. We're going to watch some real classic stoner movies. And by default, they are all mostly about men. Hmm. What's up first? So the first one, I'm really selling that. I'm excited to watch some of these movies I've never seen and almost all of them I don't think I've seen in years and years. So the very first one, this is going to start in three weeks. We are going to be watching 1995's Friday. Oh, fun. <gasps> oh, fun. I've only seen that movie once. Me too, so. only once. And it was when I was doing a, a school project on stoner comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait what what kayla well, it was at jet city it wasn't for public school oh uh, okay <laughs> fourth grade kayla <laughs> i watched it really high in someone's basement in high school once so i'm excited to rewatch now i have never seen this film it'll be interesting to see if these movies hold up i'm that's something i'm i'm curious about I'm excited. Yeah, so we're going to be watching them all throughout the summer. Pretty much every other week this summer is going to be a Stoner Movie Book Club summer series. And we'll be announcing them as we go. We'll probably post the list online around the time maybe this episode comes out, or at least by the first one. So watch some classics with us listeners or just listen to us talk about them and see what you remember. Thanks, everyone who's been following along. It's been really fun to hear from you guys after you watch and uh, what we've been watching. So it's fun to chat with you online about that stuff. So comment on our shit and tell us what you thought. What's your bong rating out of five? If you forgot. (laughs) Out of five. Or if you're new. Oh, Grace is hitting her bong. Oh, I think that means it's time. The bud's been stuffed. The bud's been stuffed. (laughs) All right, Steph, do you want a waterfall? Here we go. Ready? Let's waterfall. Okay. And go. Oh, wait. Waterfalling means that they're trying to see. Who can go the longest? Wow. Did Stephanie just win that? Whoa. Sorry, Phoebe. I had way more smoke. (laughs) I ghosted it. 
You did ghost it. I was like, where's all the smoke? But I saw you inhale a lot. Oh, I'm in pain. Okay, so now the three of us have all hit our bongs. I think, wait, Steph, weren't you going to tell a funny story? I was going to tell a funny story. This is my funny story. So (laughs) hanging out with friend of the pod, Tiffany. Shout out to Tiffany. She uh, Hey, Tiffany. Loves a podcast. And we met at the pier. And of course, I got to light up a J and walk along the pier because that's what you do. But as we're walking, one of the security officers was like, ladies, (laughs) ladies. And like I put it out in my hand and I was kind of cupping it. And he comes up to me and he goes, there's no smoking on the pier. And I was like, all right. And then he smells for a second. He goes, (laughs) and he goes, is that the devil's lettuce? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the year is 2023. What the fuck is going on with you, dude? And then I was like, yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> it is. It's it is. It, it's the devil's lettuce. He's like, there are children around and you don't know, you don't want them smelling that. And I was like, I'll toss it out. Sorry, guy. And then he was like, okay. And then we we parted ways. But it was really funny to me that he called it the devil's lettuce <laughs> in a very serious way, too. He was, I think he was also trying to be cool with me, you know? What? So, oh, he was trying to say that he wasn't a narc by calling it desert yeah, devil's right? lettuce? Well, not that he totally, if I would continue to smoke, and I'm sure he probably would have called like real police on me. But I don't think they would have showed The up. real police would have been like, we do not care. <laughs> we do not care. Yeah. <laughs> but I was trying to be nice to his rules. So yeah. Oh, I think you were very accommodating. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What a throwback term. Yeah. Devil's lettuce. Yeah. It's funny that of his whole arsenal of weed slang, that is at the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like the one that I learned recently, left-handed cigarette. Oh, I like that. It's classy. Oh, you know what? In fact, my brain just feels like it needs to learn some new information. Kayla, can you help me with that? Why, yes, I can, Phoebe. It is time for Weed in the News. Our first article is from Forbes. And guess who, what cute little old man was on the cover of Forbes for weed this time? It is that. It's Ben Cohen of Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. (gasps) Oh. Oh, yes. (laughs) The title of the article is Ben and Jerry's co-founder gets fully baked with new nonprofit cannabis company. Not just half baked, because that's my favorite of their ice cream flavors. He went full baked. (laughs) He went full Full baked. baked. (laughs) Okay, I get it. You're right. This was a half baked (laughs) reference. (laughs) <laughs> and something funny, I have a friend named Ben Cohen, and I never put two and two together that Ben and Jerry, Ben is Ben Cohen too. Wait, you just found out your best friend owns Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> nope, that's not what I said. <laughs> ben Cohen just launched a weed brand with a high-minded purpose, giving away 100% of its profits to right some of the racial injustices from America's war on drugs. Ice cream sold separately. Oh. I'm going to give Wait. Will Yakowitz credit for these funny puns so far (laughs) these ice cream jokes (laughs) oh shit it starts out with a story about when ben cohen got in trouble for weed one summer night in 1970 
Years before Ben teamed up with Jerry Greenfield to launch one of America's most successful ice cream companies, he was smoking a joint with some friends under a lifeguard tower at Jones Beach in Long Island, New York. Cohen saw the lights of a police car driving toward them and told a friend to get rid of the roach. At that time, marijuana was just as illegal in New York as heroin, and a small doobie could land you in jail. Ronnie, eat the J, Cohen, now 72, (laughs) remembers telling his friend. The cops get out and they're searching around with their flashlights. And sure enough, Ronnie didn't need it. They found the J and arrested us. <gasps> Uh-oh. Should have eaten it, dude. So his whole thing is like, he's been arrested for pot. and Yeah, and he's very aware of his privilege about it because he said eventually, as we were middle-class white guys, we ended up getting tickets for littering a lighted cigarette butt on the beach. Yeah. So the cops ended up deciding to let him go. So anyway, flash forward, he's Ben and Jerry. (laughs) But anyway, so rewind. But all these decades later, Cohen still can't shake the feeling that if he had been black that night in 1970, it would have ended very differently. And he has good reason to believe that the color of his skin gave him a get out of jail free card. Black people are nearly four times as likely to get arrested for marijuana possession than white people, despite similar usage rates. And this is from a report by the ACLU. So what he did was he started a company, his newest venture, Ben's Best Blends, B-L-N-S. Is that supposed to be blends? blends. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be blends. Okay, Ben's Best Blends is launching its first sales of cannabis and pre-rolled joints in dispensaries throughout Vermont. And while Ben and Jerry's donated about 8% of its pre-tax profits to human rights, environmental, and social justice causes, Ben's Best Blends is set up as a nonprofit and will donate 100% of its profits to organizations focused on funding Black-owned cannabis companies and helping get people released from prison on cannabis charges. So he's not even pocketing any of the money from this company. He's just setting it up because he wants to make weed that he likes and so that he can donate the money to racial justice and prison reform around cannabis issues. And the reason he wanted to make his own weed is because he feels very strongly that the high THC percentage trend that we're seeing in legal cannabis markets is something he doesn't like. He's like seeing numbers like 26, 30, 40 percent THC when the pot he smoked in the 70s was around four to eight percent THC. So he wants to be able to like chief his weed like he used to and not get so fucked up. (laughs) So he on purpose has been cultivating flour that has lower THC percentage. And it, he, the idea came and he called it Mediocre Weed <laughs> was the brand of flour he wanted. To, <laughs> or no, mar- Mediocre Marijuana, Shitty Pot or Low Dose Dope, he says. And the idea kept just rolling around in my head and I couldn't get rid of it. So I decided to start the business. There you have it, folks. Yeah. Doesn't he also say in the article that he's like made enough money and that's why he's donating 100% of the profits? He's like, I just want to. Yeah, I mean, he's filthy rich. Like he truly is not. And he's like, he's not a capitalist minded guy, but he's always been really philanthropic with his business. But he's 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 filthy stinking rich. Like Ben and Jerry's isn't Mm -hmm. going anywhere. We're all fucking eating it. Yum, yum, yum. Fish food. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, what's your favorite Ben and Jerry's? Maybe, what's the American Dreams? Americone Dreams. Yeah. I don't know, though. 
I kind of just play around with different ones. I think I have to go with the classic because it doesn't quite exist in the same way anywhere else, which is the Cherry Garcia. Cherry Garcia is really good. I eat that every day for a while when I was depressed in middle school. (laughs) (laughs) My mom used to always have it in the fridge, in the freezer. I would buy a pint like every day after school. My dad would always buy fish food when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And we would pass the carton around while we were watching like Saturday Night Live together. Oh, that's a good memory. The passing around of ice cream with everyone having their spoon. That's like, a, oh, my God, that's, that's so such cute. a family thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there we have it. Ben and Jerry. Uh, good job, Ben and Jerry. Good job, good Ben job. Cohen. And shout out to my friend, Ben Cohen. This next article You might have seen a few weeks ago, this officially happened. We've talked about this on the pod before, but the NBA has officially stopped drug testing for weed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Freaking awesome. And I bet Kevin Durant being such a pro weed, publicly pro weed guy and, and being one of the best players in the NBA could have had something to do with finally pushing the needle. But um, as we've covered on Weed in the News before, when the pandemic hit and they were playing the NBA in the bubble, they just stopped testing for weed as a courtesy (laughs) to the gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, your lives are hard enough right now. We're asking a lot of you. You can smoke weed pretty much without saying as much. And then they finally reconvened, decided what the official plan was. And the official plan is to not do it anymore, which is great. And And it had me wondering, like, what other sports leagues don't test for weed and i didn't know this i don't think i covered this on weed the news the mlb major league baseball doesn't test for weed anymore either they stopped test they officially voted on that i think december 2019 and then i guess the nhl doesn't either hockey players can smoke weed so it's pretty much the nfl that is still the one not letting their players smoke weed and everyone else is starting kind of slowly just backing away from it this might be a stupid question, but does then the WNBA by extension also approve it? Or is that a separate organization? I have no idea. That is a great game. I don't know how closely linked and or co-owned those two organizations are. Did you mean to say great question? What did I say? Great game. <laughs> no, I didn't really. <laughs> yeah, you said that is a great game. And... <laughs> No, I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie daisies. <laughs> I'm going to really quick Google if the WNBA tests for weed. Okay. I think this is worth our time. Yeah, it is worth our time. I think they're a separate organization than the NBA. Yes. Okay. Well, in the Women's National Basketball Association, cannabis is reported to be a banned substance that the league tests and penalizes players for. That's uh, a, oh. That's on Wikipedia. Free the women. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Let them smoke. (laughs) Let let women smoke and let people live and let people free who have smoked and are in prison. Freedom is key, really, all around, I'd say, on principle. Speaking of freedom, we're going to set you free for a moment to have a smoke break. Uh, While we also have a smoke break, I'm going to light up my joint again and we'll be right back. Welcome. 
Welcome back, stoners. We're in the middle of weed in the news. We just learned some exciting news about the NBA. Come on, WNBA. Come on. Get with the prog. And something about Ben Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Something about Ben Jerry. All right. So this next topic is one that I've kind of been avoiding because I've been waiting for more info to come out about it. But this week, it made yet another round in the news. The idea that cannabis is somehow linked to a rising rate of schizophrenia, particularly among young men. And I, the article I brought in is the Scientific American one, which I know we have thoughts on. <laughs> Heavy cannabis use linked to schizophrenia, especially among young men. But first, before we dive into the article, I want to play Cannabichem. Dr. Riley Kirk ha- posted a kind of response to this recent round of news about this topic. And this is what she, because we are not scientists and Dr. Riley Kirk is, we're going to play what she had to say before we dive into the article. Cannabis use and schizophrenia. Now, I want to start with the most important thing, and that is that there is no evidence at all that cannabis use alone can cause schizophrenia. There is absolutely a genetic component here that cannot be ignored. The main accepted theory at this point is that there is a genetically susceptible population of people, and these gene mutations that they have make them more likely to overuse cannabis and more likely to develop psychotic conditions. Now, this is a poorly understood and difficult topic to research, but what we know is that people with schizophrenia tend to use cannabis products. However, the overwhelming majority of people who use cannabis products will never develop any sort of psychotic disorder. Numerous studies have found that increases in the population-wide use of cannabis has not been associated with increases in the psychotic disorders within the population, which has been pretty stable over time. What has been found is that the use of cannabis with people with schizophrenia could potentially lower the age in which they first experience the symptoms of that condition. But again, it is not causing it. The genetic predisposition is already there. It's just bringing out those conditions earlier than what that person might have experienced otherwise. Lastly, consistent use of very high THC cannabis products can increase the likelihood of a negative mental health episode which is why most educators are advocating for more balanced formulations in general. We should not be shopping for only high THC products. But I want to remind you, a similar trend can be seen with alcohol if you're only drinking Everclear, and same thing with caffeine if you're only ever drinking eight shots of espresso. Too much of anything is absolutely bad for you. Education is harm reduction, and cannabis does not cause schizophrenia. I like having her kind of synthesize what she knows to inform us a little better. The study itself was, like you said, a Danish epidemiology study. And it says in the Scientific American article that it does not offer hard and fast proof of the cannabis schizophrenia connection, which could be accomplished only through randomized controlled trials. But this link is supported by the fact that marijuana use and potency have risen remarkably like Cannabichem said, from 13% THC content in Denmark in 2006 to 30% in 2016, alongside a rising rate in schizophrenia diagnoses. So I think that there's all sorts of ways that this could be manifested. Obviously, I agree with what she said. Just a couple of facts about the study. It studied 
Danish health histories from 1972 to 2001 and examined health records of 6.9 million people, finding that up to 30% of schizophrenia diagnoses and about 3,000 in total had been linked to men from 21 to 30 years old. And this article says could have prevented had they not developed cannabis use disorder. But I think that that's such a mischaracterization. It kind of, for me, it sounds like a chicken or the egg sort of scenario, like kind of what Camichem is, Cannab- mm-hmm. Cannabichem is saying is they've, I am not a scientist, but I think someone who's maybe predisposed, they have the genes and are predisposed to schizophrenia may seek out cannabis as a medicinal thing in the start. And then it becomes a disorder when you use too much of it, according to the medical health journal or this, excuse me, the scientific American. And you can develop adverse effects. And she does talk about if you have eight espressos, if you have 10 beers, it that's too much. And you're going to develop problems because of that. Yeah. And some people who are calling questions to it are saying normally they would find an epidemiological reason in an animal. So it's but we can't do that. There's no animal model of schizophrenia. You know, we could see that tobacco smoke causes cancer in rats, but we can't test the same thing. There's a pop scientist. His name is David Nutt. He's a professor of neuropsychopharmacology at Imperial College London and founded a nonprofit drug science. That's the name of the nonprofit which provides information about drugs, quote, free from political or commercial influence. He said that the study raised many more questions and asked whether some of the cases in the study may have been misdiagnosed rather than alternative diagnoses of another condition, cannabis-induced psychosis. He wonders whether lower reported risk figures for women suggest that cannabis may be protective against schizophrenia. I think that he's spinning a lot of examples as kind of a like shocking contradiction. But I mean, there are fair points and reasons to question it. Ultimately, I think the idea of making anyone who is grappling with the effects of schizophrenia in their life, anyone who does have that diagnosis, to make them feel as if it was somehow their fault or they could have prevented their schizophrenia by not smoking pot. It's just, it's unhelpful. I don't know. I just, I feel like people shouldn't have to feel like an illness is their fault. Right. And when you have headlines like this, which the headline is again, heavy cannabis use linked to schizophrenia. So now after everything you've just heard and what we've said, Like these headlines make it sound like there has been a proven cause and effect. And people who only read the headlines draw conclusions, spread conjecture, and it's making its way as like major headlines, especially amongst conservative publications. Fox News has been talking about, has been basically saying weed causes schizophrenia for like well over two years now. That's like a frequent talking point. Them and our friend of the pod, David Beanenstock, actually went on Fox and Friends and taught. And this was the first thing they nailed him about, or they tried to nail him on, was schizophrenia. Just listen to this. 
So I guess Thanks. the first thing I know, there was a really interesting piece last this week by Malcolm Gladwell in The New Yorker. I'm sure you read it. And it asked, and he's kind of agnostic, I think, about the question of marijuana, but he made the point that we really don't know that much about the health effects of marijuana. Most of the claims made by its proponents are unproven. But the CDC does say that there is a relationship between marijuana use and rising schizophrenia rates and violence. So why should we legalize something that we know causes schizophrenia? Well, I mean, the first thing we need to understand is cannabis is objectively safer than many substances that are legal, uh, alcohol, tobacco, right. many pharmaceutical drugs. Uh, to get to your point about wait, wait, the book... Wait, wait, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Had, can, we, can we pause for one second? How do we know that it's safer than, than alcohol and tobacco, since I don't really think we know very much about it? I mean, most drugs that we've been studying okay, well, nicotine a, for hundreds of years and alcohol for thousands... We don't really know that much about them. So how do, why do we say we know that when we don't really know that? Um, we can compare the number of people who die from each substance every year. Hundreds of thousands of people from alcohol and tobacco and zero people from cannabis. So, you know, really? just as a shorthand, well, no, that's there not, has that's never not actually been true. a death attributed to cannabis. Absolutely, really? there true. have been many Saying deaths something's not true. I love hearing David Bean and Stock fucking own Tucker Carlson. And I never wanted to play that clip on the pod because I hate that fucking idiot's fucking voice. But now that he's been canned, I don't care at the moment. Yeah. Hell yeah, Kayla. <laughs> Fuck Tucker Carlson. Everything that came out of his mouth was a lie, essentially. Yeah. Ugh, what a creepy jerk. But <laughs> anyway. Creepy. Creepy. What a creepy jerk. But I that's mean, several there's... years old now. So like more and more headlines still coming out about it, kind of making it sound like we've finally found proof or whatever, when really it's like, well, for all the reasons we just said, but be careful with the headlines you encounter out there, people, especially when it says like blank is linked to blank, like blank causes cancer, like read the article and then go to the study because I didn't do that much until I started doing this segment. And now that I've been doing it, it's like starting to really piss me off. <laughs> like yeah. how much people will take a study, spin it, make a headline out of it that sounds like something that is a lie. <laughs> and yeah, just read into shit. And also, if you think you might have a history of mental illness in your family and are curious about that and want to have support in that, Talk to your family. Try to see, do you have a history of that? Talk to a doctor or just do your own research. And if you want to take this scientific study into account, then you can totally do that as well. It's, it's your life and it's your health. So be well, most of all. Just we hope everyone's taking care of themselves in the best way they can. And I'm having a high thought that people love to take two stigmatized things and try to link them and mash them together, like a stigmatized thing like cannabis and a stigmatized thing like mental health issues and schizophrenia diagnoses and trying to, they're like looking for a link so that they can just fucking spin their shit. Well, did you hear when Tucker Carlson was like, it causes schizophrenia and violence? <laughs> like you threw in another thing in there to try to link it to as well, like it just is. It's insane and absurd. Yeah, just make the claims. A, he's a creepy, creep. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> okay, well, that's been another weed in the news. More bad oh, news. Wow. Thank you, <laughs> Kayla. Thanks for taking me Ooh. down that road. My brain took in some new info. Thanks. 
Yeah, thank you, Kayla. And what? I believe that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, 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 not so <laughs> fast. What? What? Grace? Yeah. Grace, what are you doing right no, now? That's right. I'm mad. And I'm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm mad. And I'm. I'm ready to get up on my bong box for a fucking 60-second bong box. Wow, this wow. is unprecedented. I'm passing the torch <laughs> off to you, Grace. Oh, my God. I don't know why. I just got, like, nervous. Like, I have, God, like, a it heightened is. heart rate right Yeah, now. no, it happens to me every time. All right, Steph, talk her through it. What I'm are the things the she needs to have ready? So I need to have a timer. You need to have a timer ready. <laughs> you need to have your bong ready. Oh, that's why you have your bong today. Yeah. <laughs> there was an email and Phoebe was like, Grace, are you going to have that bong? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I fucking remembered. <laughs> so I have this beautiful bong from UU. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like teal and it's totally clear glass and it looks like a weird geometric sculpture. I'm sure I've already talked about this. I'm on the pretty podcast. sure we've seen that beauty on this pod Fucking before. But, but like two years ago, it's been a while. Yeah, I haven't seen those curves in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so I hit it and then I press start, right? Hit it, press start. And Wait, oh when, when does she announce what the topic is? I think I've done it both before and after. I have I think not after. been consistent. Great. I think after, after is best. Okay, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Also, I have to open my window for a second to blow the smoke out. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Okay, here we go. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay, my topic is people not stopping at a stop sign before they roll through it, but only in certain cases. Okay, so I really care about driving. And I really am also kind of get road rage a lot. And <laughs> one of the things that makes me so mad is, okay, imagine this. You're driving down a street and it's kind of a main street and there's little residential streets coming out and they have stop signs. But you're just going along, going along and a car comes and they didn't stop at the stop sign and they're just going. And you think, oh, fuck, you have that moment where you're like, oh, my God, do I need to stop? Do I need to swerve out of the way? Like, are these people going to stop? And they were going to stop, but they're like going further so they can poke out and see who's coming. But my point is <laughs> just fucking stop and then poke yourself forward to see it. Because what if there was a dog crossing the road? or a bicyclist in the cycling lane, or a little baby carriage. Just stop first, and then you can roll forward and look. But just stop first. I went over time. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a 90-second bong box. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have my weird little things about, like, I trust the zipper merge, people. Yeah, just trust the merge. Trust the zipper. Zipper is more efficient. Yeah. I just yell at people all the time, like, like just little yells. Like, what are you doing? That's me all the time. (laughs) What are you, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Whenever I make a mistake, because I make mistakes too. Yeah. Whenever I make a mistake and people start flipping me off and honking and like raging at me, I wave at them emphatically with a big smile on my face. (laughs) Sometimes I give a thumbs up. 
<laughs> I'm a very, very cautious driver and I'm always, I'm always just a little scared and a, very far, as far away from everyone as I can be. I like to have a lot of distance between me and the car in front of me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I like to break early, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Leave room. Leave yeah. room. Like the Lord wants you. Wait, I was trying to tie it together like middle school dances. Oh, you yeah, know, you have to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Leaving room for the Holy Spirit like the Lord wants you. <laughs> I think we are at the end of our episode. We Aww. did it. We did fucking a, a heavy and fun Weed in the News. We yeah. did a unprecedented 90-second bong box. 90-second bong box. Hey, listen... Thank you for hanging with us. We've been a little sleepy, a little kooky. Just a whittle. But <laughs> hit us up on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Write something down. If you write a review, we'll read it on the podcast. Keep them coming. Or hit us up on Spotify for a five-star rating. We love them. It makes us feel good. And, you know, if you're like, I really enjoyed the Stoner Chicks podcast, I want to hear more, you can do that. You can join our Patreon. We have a ton of episodes on there and more coming out every single month and fun little features and things we do, including a monthly Zoom smoke sesh. Which has been really fun. Yeah, it's the place to be every Sunday morning once a month. And it's <laughs> happening. It's kind of a happening place to be right now. One Sunday morning. One Sunday morning a month is the proper way of saying that sentence. And Kayla, how do they find us on Patreon? I never know. Patreon.com slash Stoner Chicks, baby. You can choose from $3 a month, $6 a month, or $20 a month. And at the $20 a month, you get little cute little tchotchkes and merch and stickers. And we've been posting videos of our smoke sessions where... We just kind of have like a podcast interlude and we post the video up there. And yep. And you can find our Instagram. That's fun. That's Stoner Chicks Podcast on Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok, which is Broccoli Broads. You can just go to our website, sign up for our newsletter, order some t-shirts and find all of our things. And that's stonerchickspodcast.com. You can send emails to all of us, but especially Stephanie with your high thoughts at Stoner Chicks Podcast at Gmail. That should be Dear Stephanie. Hi, how are you? Here's my high thought. No, no, no. Wrong. It's Dear Sorry. Stephanie. Hope you're well and happy. And most, I get most of them have it. Most of the emails have that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also, maybe you just want to write me a letter. I say me, I'm Phoebe, because I'm most likely to get it and read it. You can do that to Stoner Chicks Podcast at P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Stephanie, what do stoner chicks always say? Have you been smoking that devil's lettuce? (laughs) (laughs) I think you have. I'm gonna, kids don't like to smell it. (laughs) So stop it. This guy's the most boring security guard I've (laughs) ever heard. Smoke your weed, everybody. I love you. 